0: Welcome to A Sustainable Life with me, Jen Gale. Join me each week for inspirational stories from people making sustainable changes in their lives, their work, and their communities, as well as solo episodes from me, exploring the small changes we can all make each and every day to make a big difference to the planet. Hello and welcome to A Sustainable Life. I am chuffed to the what's-its that you're joining me today. Thank you so much. Today we're talking all about recycling and I really hope it's not going to be as dull as it sounds. Actually, it's not about recycling. It's about not recycling. Because as I'm recording this, it's coming up to the end of July and July for me and for the members of my sustainable living hub has been all about plastics because we've been joining in with Plastic Free July. My social media feed has been full of amazing and inspiring tales of people, ordinary people like you and me, not the kind who are able to fit all of their waste from the last two years into a mason jar, ordinary people making small but also important changes that help to reduce their own personal use of plastic which in turn leads however teeny-tinily to a reduction in the global amount of plastic that we're using, which is quite frankly fabulous. But over the last couple of days, my newsfeed and the more normal newsfeeds that might might ordinarily contain less plastic-themed news than mine have also been full of a somewhat less amazing and inspiring story than, and you might have also seen it, because a report came out this week that announced that the plastic recycling that we also diligently separate out into its various bins might be ending up in landfill anyway. You see, the government pays foreign countries to take it away and to recycle it, as apparently we don't have the infrastructure here to do it. Now, why they expect less developed nations to have sufficient infrastructure, I have absolutely no idea. So this plastic waste, this diligently separated and sorted plastic waste is shipped abroad. But after that turns out no one's really all that clear what happens to it. Some of it might be recycled, but it looks pretty certain that actually some of it ends up in landfill, or being incinerated, or leaking back out into our oceans. It feels very much like a case of out of sight, out of mind. Paying someone off to make us all feel better, and not really caring what happens to the stuff as long as it's not happening where we can see it. I have long argued the case that recycling is not the answer to our huge overconsumption. It makes us feel better, yes, and absolutely do keep doing your recycling, as it's better than not, but with the sheer volume of plastic being produced and consumed, no system or infrastructure can cope with it. We need to look beyond recycling, or rather before recycling, at the things we can do before we get to the point of needing to recycle them. That's where the incredibly dull sounding but actually quite interesting and sensible waste hierarchy comes in. It's a bit like the food pyramid thing. I don't know if you've seen that. It's like a triangle and it has sprouts and cabbage and fruit and vegetables at the bottom and then cake at the top. So the idea is that you eat more of the bottom layer of the fruit and the vegetables and the cabbage and the sprouts and you only eat cake in severe emergency situations which is exactly what it's like in my house. (laughs) Now the waste hierarchy is a similar thing it's a triangle and it's all about the seven R's. When my kids were little they were big fans of Bob the Builder and he and his team used to have this kind of quite irritating well actually. Probably pretty much everything they did was quite irritating. Uh, Reduce, reuse, recycle thing that they used to say when they went on jobs. And it turns out that Bob was wrong. And actually probably wrong on so many other levels as well. Because when did you ever see such an efficient team of builders? They never once ran over time or overestimate, And I don't think I ever recall them stopping for tea breaks. So clearly all wrong. But that aside, he was wrong about the three hours. It turns out there are seven and probably more. So it goes, refuse, reuse, no, <laughs> there's so many I get it wrong. Refuse, reduce, reuse, rehome, repair, recycle, rot. Which I will admit is a bit more of a mouthful for Scoop and Muck and Lofty and the team to be cheerily singing before each job. Now, have you imagine this pyramid, this triangle, so refuses at the bottom. It's like the cabbage and the Brussels sprouts. It's not especially glamorous or exciting. But it's the grown-up and it's the sensible thing to do and the one that we all need to be doing more of for the health of the planet. So if you're offered free pens or promotional balloons or a novelty anything, just say no. Basically, it's about don't consume what you don't need. Which of us actually needs a red balloon with a shop's name festooned all over it? Let's think about that. So next up on the scale... Uh, So we refuse first, then we're reducing next to reduce. So think of this as the wholemeal bread and rice. Still not very exciting, but you know, it's good for you. Okay, My analogy is slightly falling apart here, but hopefully you're kind of getting it. So of the things that you do need, reduce if you can. So we all need clothes, but do we really need quite that many? Or shoes? Or umpteen different toiletries? What could you reduce? What could you have less of? Next up in our hierarchy is reuse, so reuse things that you do have again and again and again. Now I bought a load of plastic Ziploc bags years ago before I knew any better and many of them are still going strong because I rinse them out and then it's not an uncommon sight to see them hanging out to dry on my line alongside my washing. I think the neighbours must think I'm bonkers. Refilling also comes under this category so buy the biggest bottles of shampoo or the biggest tubs of yoghurt that you can and then refill your smaller containers from these. See it's not really that hard. Rehoming is next up as we're working our way up the pyramid and remember that we want to start at the bottom of this triangle so we've done refuse, we've done reduce, we've done reuse, we're on to rehoming. So just because you no longer need or want something doesn't mean that someone else wouldn't love to give it a good home. So join your local Freecycle or Freegal group and this is a brilliant way to pass on the things that you no longer want without overwhelming the charity shop. So I will post links to Freecycle and to Freegal and their local groups where you can pass on things that you don't want or where you can actually get things off other people that they no longer want. It's a brilliantly simple system. Next, moving on up, we're on to repair. Now, I am a massive fan of mending and repair because it's such a great way to keep things in use and it's so satisfying, dare I say, smug making. Now, if you're not confident that you have the skills or equipment to effect a repair yourself, have a look and see if you have a local repair cafe because there you will find a team of amazing volunteer fixers on hand to repair your broken things. So Again, I'll pop a little link in the show notes to the Repair Cafe site where you can search to find your nearest one. And it's only at this point, once we've done those five things, so see if I can remember them in the right order. Refuse, reduce, reuse, rehome, repair. Now we're on to recycle. Okay, so it's quite a long way up this hierarchy. So it's almost the last resort. It's six out of our seven Rs. There's lots to do before we recycle and in case you're wondering the seventh R I think I said earlier is rot so that's talking about composting or landfill. So lots to do before we recycle and lots of ways to mean that we can actually recycle less and quite easily too. Now before you go if you've been reading that recycling news with dismay and wondering what else you can do about the amount of plastic that you're sending to landfill rather than just putting it in your recycling and hoping for the best, then I have the very thing for you. I have been beavering away over July on an e-guide called The Essential Guide to a Plastic-Free-ish Home. So we're all about plastic-free-ish. We're not expecting perfection here. It's packed full of help and ideas and inspiration for simple swaps that we can all make, whether we're a busy family or a person living on our own. And it's hitting a computer near you at the end of the month, but you, lucky people, you can pre-order it now. And not only do you get to reduce your plastic footprint in these simple, easy steps that I'm gonna work with you on, but I'm also making a donation to the Marine Conservation Society for every copy bought. So buy a copy and your feel-good factor should be through the roof. I'll put a link in the show notes. I keep talking about the show notes. They are at www.asustainablelife.co.uk forward slash podcast. And in there will be a link where you can get your mitts on a copy. And I would love to help you tackle plastic in your home one simple step at a time. As I said, it's about plastic free-ish. It's my new mantra. We're about plastic free progress not plastic-free perfection because I think that can be intimidating and off-putting and overwhelming. So I'd love to hear all about your plastic-free progress or the steps you're trying you are taking to try and recycle less. Do come and share. You can drop me a line on jen at jengale.co.uk or come and search on Facebook for the (laughs) A Sustainable Life with Jen Gale. Find our Facebook group and let me know in there. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantabulous week and I will catch you next time. Take care. You've been listening to A Sustainable Life with me, Jen Gale. If you've enjoyed the show, do leave a review and make sure you tell all your friends. And I'd love to hear your comments, thoughts and feedback. So do drop me an email on jen at jengale.co.uk or hop over to Facebook and join my Sustainable Life community.